Are you ready to combine your passion for business and your love for God through simple, practical and profitable business practices? Do you want to have an eternal impact on the culture and community around you through your business? Now is the time to partner with God, profit with purpose and build a Kingdom Class company. Welcome to Christ in Business, where we'll explore the stories, strategies, successes and failures of those doing the ministry of Christ in Business. Here's your Kingdom Business Coach, David Robertson. Hey guys, welcome back to Christ in Business. This is episode 34. And today I have a treat for you. I have one of the pioneers of business and faith. Um, one of the pioneers, who, the, one of the people that has championed biblical entrepreneurship and championed faith in business. Um, I had him on the show, um, got to talk with him and share an event that is coming up in Washington, D.C. Um, guys, this is one of my mentors, one of the people that... Um, you know, you've heard the you've heard the term. You stand on the shoulders of giants. This is one of the gentlemen that has. I wouldn't be here. Christ in business wouldn't be a podcast. I wouldn't be a business coach. None of that would have happened if it weren't for this gentleman, Patrice Sage. So today we're going to be talking to Patrice. But before we do, just wanted to give you an update on what is going on in my world. There, not a lot of stuff has slowly been changing slowly moving forward um, but guys there's some exciting opportunities coming up and I feel like I say that every week so maybe I should um, temper that back a little bit I don't know um, I, I feel like there's always exciting things happening when you partner with God there really is always things always happening and always um, coming forward so I can't wait to share some of the details growth point company is coming along we're um, taking um, it's been a while um, in fact oh let's see um, I'm just looking at my calendar here trying to decide when would be a good time because I don't want to make a pre premature announcement or anything but I want to I'm thinking about I'm considering starting a podcast just a daily podcast called building a kingdom class company and that's where I would go through and I'd um, talk with and I talk through the plans talk through the process that I'm going through of launching growth point company because a lot of fun stuff is happening I had a lot of fun conversations last week with um, a gentleman that got got um, in fact here here's a fun God story I got a, a chance to talk with a client of one of the largest um, coaching firms in the in the country maybe the world I'm not sure but got to um, talk with and get insider information on how large coaching firms uh, um, make it how large coaching firms are designed um, how their their business processes anyway I got some got some fun stuff from a client's perspective nothing nothing that's not known to the public nothing that's uh, um, that can't be figured out um, just by kind of going on their website. But I got to ch hear an experience um, from one of their clients themselves um, today or this past week, and some exciting stuff coming out, I will say that. But I am thinking about in the future just creating like a daily audio journal type style 
podcast where I talk about the ins and outs and the daily things that I'm doing to grow Growth Point Company because there's a lot of stuff going. Um, we launched an ad campaign running on Facebook. We're going to be launching some stuff, making some changes to my personal um, or my my Facebook page, my personal brand page, um, and going to start putting some stuff out. So, um, but I want to I want to do it on time. I don't want to do it early. I don't want to do it prematurely, but that's some of the stuff that I've been toying around with my head. Also, an uh, opportunity for some software to help contractors out. Contractors is primarily the, the, the group of business owners that I serve. So if you're a contractor um, and you're looking to increase your profit, you're looking to build a team that you can trust and ultimately build a company, create a company that runs itself, then I'm your guy. You should definitely reach out and we'll, we'll um, have a chat about how, how what I do can help, help your company and just learn about some of your goals and your dreams. If that's something that you're interested, you can go on over to growthpointcoaching.com. That is just a shortcut page to the coaching page for Growth Point Company. But if you go to growthpointcoaching.com, you can actually schedule some time on my calendar to do that. So if you're a contractor, if you're a service provider or a business owner and you're interested in walking through our process, understanding um, our process on how we increase your profit 68% per year, how we at least 68%. It's been quite a bit more some sometimes. Um, in fact, the biggest I've seen is 963%, something like that. Um, anyway, if you're interested in how to do that, if you're interested in how to grow a team around you that you can trust and create a company that runs without you, then head on over to growthpointcoaching.com and schedule a time to talk with me. And right now it's me. Um, in the very near future, it may be one of the coaches that I have on staff. So um, anyway, if that's interesting, then go ahead. If that interests you, then go ahead. But um, let's dive into this because I want to introduce you to Patrice Sage. He is the the founder. He is the the author of a course called Biblical Entrepreneurship. He's the founder of a um, nonprofit called Nehemiah Project International. Um, and Patrice, he's the author of Biblical Entrepreneurship, like I said, um, a business discipleship training system for Christian business owners and individuals desiring to start and operate businesses based on biblical principles. He and his wife, Gina, founded Nehemiah Project International in 1999. So it's been running 20 years, coming up on 20 years, as they sought to fulfill God's call on their lives. Patrice is an ordained minister who serves as a business coach, trainer to a number of small organizations, medium-sized businesses, and he is also a trustee of the Timothy Plan, which is a, a biblical um, conservative investment fund. Um, anyway, Patrice, he's the reason I started, um, he's the reason I was able to get into um, um, coaching. He's the reason I got into faith and business, and he really is... He has been a forerunner. A lot of what you see today is because of his work and his 20 years of faithfully chasing after what it means to be uh, to build a biblical business and to be an entrepreneur in God's um, family. So um, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let you hear. Here is Patrice Sage, founder of Nehemiah Project International Ministries. 
Well, Patrice, welcome to the Christ in Business podcast. Thank you for having me, David. Good to be here. Yes, it's it's it. Um, I have talked about biblical entrepreneurship and the course and Nehemiah Project um, early on in the podcast. I talked about that in one of the very first episodes because um, I think it was um, sitting around a um, conference room table at in Dayton, Ohio, where where I first met you, and I, I was sitting around with um, a bunch of MBA and entrepreneurs and um, executives and myself as coming as a what I would at that time would have called it just a furnace guy fixing furnaces and he, I was leading a leading a group at church called anointed for business and just kind of trying to figure out what it meant to be in business to glorify God and what it meant to be in business to um, advance the kingdom of God and was invited invited to come here hear you speak and um, I think you talked about um, going from from royalty into royalty and um, he, here was all these concepts that I that was I was trying to figure out except you had you had kind of written it and documented it and had a had a curriculum all lined out that that was in tune with what God was doing in my heart and what what I was learning to do so um, and I figured it's about time to have you on the show to talk about what you do with Nehemiah Project International Biblical Entrepreneurship and having investors investors group and everything that you do. So I just want to kind of give you give you the reins and and um, why don't you go ahead and share with the the listeners here who who you are, how you got started, and and what what in the world biblical entrepreneurship is. Well, first of all, David, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's really an honor to be here. I'm so proud of you. I do remember those days, uh, and, uh, and I've watched you grow. Obviously, we selfishly would have loved for you to, to, to be working with us, but uh, you know, God has his own divine planning, and so we, we're just so proud to have watched you flourish and, and seen what God is doing with you through your coaching practice and and your, your podcast is just exciting, you know, to just see where you were and where you are now. So congratulations to you and to your team. Yes. Well, it's, I, I often refer people over to you guys and it's, I, I look at it as we're, we're on the same team. And uh, I think there's a term floating around the, the business world called coopetition. That's and, right. Um, I, I look at us, we're, we're, um, working together and all, all, um, ultimately working to equip and help people um, glorify God and partner with God in their business. Amen. It's about building one kingdom, which is God's kingdom. Uh, if, yes. As you know, in biblical entrepreneurship, we, we call it we we complete each other and we don't compete against each other. Mm-hmm. You stop is where we start. Where we stop is where you start, and so they kind of all works together. So congratulations there. I want to first start there uh, because entrepreneurship is not easy. That journey. <laughs> of conceiving an idea, believing in something. Uh, there's a lot of sacrifice. You know, uh, entrepreneurs um, have a lot of stake, uh, their lives, their, their families. And, and, and so when one sees the course through and, it, and, it, and you face a lot of challenges and trials and you've pressed on and, and, and the Lord has seen it faithful uh, to now allowing you to bear fruit. So congrats there. You ought to be proud and you ought to be commended. Uh, in terms of my own journey, 
Um, I launched, as a matter of fact, this year we are celebrating our 20th year anniversary, uh, doing, uh, actually it's 22 years doing biblical entrepreneurship, 20 years doing the Amar Project, and about 15 years coaching. So we've been at this for a long time. I was 18 years old, actually 19 more specifically, when I began my own entrepreneurship journey. Uh, it, was, it came out of a crisis. Uh, I came out of a family business. Uh, coming up in the family business, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I saw the power of business through my family. My family employed about 1,000 people at one point. We had an international company uh, based out of Cameroon, Africa. We did business with Europe, with the United States, and with Asia and throughout Africa. And so that's kind of what I came out of. I'm also from a business tribe in Cameroon called the Bamelike tribe. It's a tribe that's very, they, they consider to be the Jews, of, the Jews of Cameroon in the sense of their business acumen or the Chinese of Cameroon, whichever tribe that you want to look at, or the Igbos out of Nigeria. So it, it doesn't matter. In every, uh, in every uh, group, in every, in every group or ethnic group, if you will, there's this group that, uh, that are business-minded, and so that's kind of where I come from. So, so then um, at 18, I faced a crisis. At 19, after a year of trying to figure out how to get around the crisis, having figured out, dropped out of college, and uh, decided to do what I've always wanted to do, which was business. It was two things for me, law or business. It's interesting. Now my daughter is going into law. And mm -hmm. so oftentimes as I look at uh, what she's, she's her first year in college, she's about to go into her second year, and her heart is to do law after she's done with, with, uh, with her bachelor's degree. And so when I think about what she's about to do, and I, and I you know, there's this little jealousy in me, because I wish that um, I would have been able to bo get both, you follow me? And I guess <laughs> yeah. I will be able to get both, uh, given the fact that I'll have a lawyer in my family, finally. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but I pursued business. So I, I first started out as, uh, in the import and export company. I opened an office of my family business in, in Washington, D.C. That was short-lived because of the fact that if you've ever been in a family business, it's not easy. In this case, I'm the third child, and I was opening a family office of my, my mother's company, and so which means that no matter what efforts I did, it's not the best ideas that win the day. It's always about the rank in the family. You know how that goes. <laughs> yes, And I so I didn't like that. I wanted ideas to win the day versus rank. So I, I fired myself. I quit. Uh, so six months into it, I quit. I left everything behind. Uh, my girlfriend then, no, I, actually it wasn't my girlfriend. She was a friend of mine who was a girl who's now my wife. Uh, so my best friend then who was working as my, as my uh, administrative assistant. So I say, I, I told her one day, I said, listen, you know what? Uh, you know, this, no matter what we do, the family will always uh, drive the process here. Uh, and so let's go out and do something that we have full 100% control over. So it was about control, Robert. As, as, uh, as young as I was, I knew one thing. You have to control your own destiny. So I quit the family business, launched on my own. What do you do at a 19-year-old guy who all he's known is a family business and not launch on his own? That was a good question. So as I began my own journey, I first looked, okay, I'm going to sell myself as a consultant for companies who want to do business in Africa. I'm going to sell my expertise of understanding the nuance, the dynamics of what it means to, uh, to 
export products or services uh, internationally. And so I led with that. But I soon discovered that I had to be in a deeper passion. I discovered my passion was to empower and equip others. Because I discovered, Rock David, that I was a rare breed. A 19-year-old guy trying to do an import and export business, positioned as a consultant, was a rare breed, at least back in those days. Uh, this was the early 90s. I was a rare breed. So a lot of my friends started saying to, uh, to me, hey, you know, what are you doing? Hey, how can we get in? Can you show it to us? Can you, can yeah. you teach us? And so I started an entrepreneurship group. Bring my friends together, tell them about business, bringing friends, my family to speak to them. And, and that's what really began to nurture my, my passion. Eventually, I met with my attorney. My attorney encouraged me to set up a nonprofit organization, which I did. And that, that's what grew into Nima Project. I was not a Christian then, Robert. I was, I was not a believer. And so, but uh, soon, uh, a couple of years later, I became a Christian. And that's what brought the birth of biblical entrepreneurship. So kind of my journey is one of passion about entrepreneurship, desiring freedom and independence, and one of care, wanting to really help others to empower them in being successful through business. Awesome. Awesome. So that's, that got you, got you started there. And um, what, um, what was your first introduction into, into the church or into, into faith with Jesus Christ? What made that, what made that transition? How, what yeah, did that look like? Good question. So growing up, um, I've always been around religious people. Uh, whether it's Catholics or, or whatever, uh, because when, when you're from a prominent family, you know, you're kind of always a target, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because the assumption is that, um, you know, uh, you don't know Jesus, and which we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, but then when I came to the U.S., um, one of my mother's partners uh, enrolled me in a, in a Seventh-day Adventist school. So I was not a Christian, not an Adventist, but I was going to a Christian Adventist school. And so that was kind of my first um, uh, kind of deep dive into Christianity, obviously the faith from a, from a Southern Adventist perspective. And I appreciated the values. I appreciated the, the, the guardrails that it, that it came with. But I did not discover Jesus there. Uh, many people try to share the gospel with me, try to witness to me. I remember, I literally remember their faces, the people who, I was the, I was the heathen that needed to get saved. Um, <laughs> and, but, and, and I truly behaved like a heathen back then. I mean, I was a, I was a nice heathen, but I was a heathen nonetheless. The, the mm-hmm. Christ, I was a pagan. The night Christ yeah. challenged it at every step of the way. Uh, but then... Uh, but, th- but I appreciated the values and I, and I love the family orientation and I, and I, and I love all the, all the trappings, if you will, of what mm-hmm. faith brought. But I just couldn't get myself to relinquish control and to trust that there is a savior who is. A- and part of it to me, David, was that I, I didn't see the fruit in a lot of the people that I was interacting with. I'll just be honest with you. Mm-hmm. There are a few people, though, who I saw, but then they were so holy I said, I could never get like him. I said, you know, David, he's just special. I couldn't be like, like, like David, you know. Uh, there were a few of those that I saw them as kind of those <laughs> saints. 
right? But for the most part, the people that I related to more, people that I thought was cool, nice, and I mean, you know, kind of functional, if you will, uh, they were hypocrites, for lack of a better word. And then you had a few saints out there, but I just couldn't measure myself to the saints, so I never bothered. Well, fast forward, I meet a Christian businessman when I'm in business. And he, for the first time, he began to model Christianity before me. Mm. And because he's a businessman, he's successful. Uh, I, he piques my interest. I'm intrigued. He brings me to his church. I fall asleep. Um, those who know me know that that's not a coincidence. <laughs> um, and, and, and so, but he keeps giving me books. He gives me Bible. He gives me stuff. And I'm taking it because he's a successful businessman. I'm saying, this guy, nobody's talking about. Uh, and so, but one day he, he invites me to go with him to a men's retreat, a Christian men's retreat. And that was December, 1994. And that's the day and the time when I came to accept Jesus Christ. I heard the gospel for the first time. I've been in church before. People had invited me, but I've never heard the gospel. And on that day I did. And there's a difference between hearing a sermon and hearing the gospel. And that day I did. And I became a Christian and I didn't look back ever since. I've not looked back ever since. That's, that's awesome. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that, um, we have one of the things that on the podcast that, it, that as we've gone out, we're only on an episode, I think we just released episode 33. Um, this will be 34 next week when, when, um, this particular episode goes out, but, um, there has been a, a big, um, this kind of goes back to your introduction story and, and your where uh, your origin, your home. And um, one of the things, one of the fastest growing um, areas, um, countries or continents, as far as listenership at this point for the Christ in Business podcast is, um, is um, the continent of Africa. We have um, had some uh, Tommy Duchel from Zimbabwe on um, and then we had Vika Snell um, from South Africa. We have um, had all of a sudden started getting um, notes from um, students in Ghana. And just some, um, I've noticed a lot of momentum as far as what God is doing in business over in, in um, the, that part of the world. And so I just wanted to, um, wanted to make that connection a little bit. Um, but um, going into how, so here you were, you were training in business, you're training people um, kind of um, you had the nonprofit and you were um, 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 doing consulting work and, and training pe um, other people about business. And then you, you had an introduction to introduction to Jesus and you accepted the gospel and you, you dove into that. How, how did, how did those two worlds collide? Because ultimately, that's what you're you're doing right now. You you have this, you have the our relationship with Christ, you have um, um, the gospel, you have our faith, and you have have business. And I know for a lot of people, um, integrating faith and business is is a new thing, um, or it's it's one. You know, I, when I talk about biblical entrepreneurship or kingdom business, uh, I get two two responses. Either they come alive and they start sharing stories about what God is doing in and through and around their business, either that or they scratch their head and say, you know, it, 
that sounds good, but what does it actually mean? Um, so this, this idea of bridging the gap between sacred and, and secular or between Sunday and Monday or between faith and business, how did, how did your introduction to <coughs> this um, affect what you're doing in business? How, how did, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, that's a good question. So the first year uh, when I accepted Christ, 94, when I accepted Christ, um, it didn't make a difference. Uh, I, I, I knew I was saved. Mm-hmm. So I, I went and I kept doing business as usual. My faith was here and my, my uh, business was here, right? So I, I kept doing what I normally do. And the two didn't collide. And so, but then the, a year later, I went back to that same men's retreat. And this is where Christ became my Lord. See, the first year he was my savior, mm. but I had not turned everything over to him. Right? I still was in control. Yeah. Though he had my heart, but he didn't have me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of like um, the first year we were dating, but we weren't married. Mm-hmm. Right? She was a cute woman, cute girl, and she had my attention, but but I see her once in a while, right? But, I, but, but, but she didn't have me. I, I wasn't committed. So I went to the next men's retreat. Now, I only went to that men's re- next men's retreat because my, my mentor had invited me again. And he said, hey, bring folks with you. And so I was going out for myself because I'm already saved. I, I got it. I don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. They need some stuff. I got some folks that also need the juice that I got. <laughs> so I'm bringing them, right? And I'm thinking, hey, this is for them. Well, David... This is where transformation began. That's when, and I, I remember it was yesterday. That's when the Lord arrested my attention, made me recognize that I had made him my Savior and my Lord. Um, and he gave me the, the, that's where my calling actually was birthed. And that call was to use entrepreneurship as a tool to empower the body of Christ and seek and save that which is lost. I walked out of that retreat with a commitment to do one thing, that everything I would do will be for Christ and Christ alone. That I would align everything that I did with who Christ was and what Christ had called me to do. And I became reckless, uh, I'll be honest, because uh, there wasn't a biblical entrepreneurship course I could take. There wasn't a manual, right? Uh, the marketplace ministry was in its very infancy. I mean, it was maybe in certain pockets of places. Um, so, but the person that helped me though was Larry Baquette, because Larry Baquette, if you guys remember, you're probably too young to remember this, but, but Larry Baquette, I had a program called Christian Financial Concept, a weird name, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on, on, on radio and he came on, I think every day or once a week, I think it was every day. And, and he was the closest thing to talking about faith and, uh, and marketplace and see specific focus was on stewardship and finance. And that became kind of the thing that watered me. Uh, so I, I knew then that I had to bring those two worlds together. And so I, so I then, out of that call, was where the idea of, of biblical entrepreneurship came, that I would only teach business based on the Bible. And so I began to work on that curriculum. So I began to bring those two together. I declared my organization, the Christian organization, and start working towards that. I now started working towards a curriculum. It took me two years, though, to, to develop the curriculum. Mm-hmm. But immediately, we were a Christian organization. And, and, and I became reckless. I, I, it's funny. I interviewed. I have a podcast as well. And last, mm-hmm. the other yeah. day, I, I interviewed uh, one of our 
one of the one of the young men who was with me then, he was one of our team members. He had he had gotten help through organization, and he watched me go through this. And he reminds me, Patrice, you came back, and you had just flipped. You went three sixty on us. He said, <laughs> I mean, he said, he said we were we were like, what in the world happened to him? You know, it was reckless. And 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 some followed me. He said, "You are a leader, man. You just like drink, drink a, you like drink Kool Aid, and all of a sudden it just flipped. And that's what happened. I just flipped, and I came back. It wasn't a discussion. It wasn't a. It, it, I just said, here's who we are now. Here's where we're heading. You're with me. Are you with me? Or are you not with me? And there's no in between. And so the poor folks. I mean, you know. So we, so <laughs> folks dropped. Some stayed. And some said, but I thought you were always a Christian. What's this thing? Why are you going? I mean, you don't have to go all. I mean, a guy said to me, Patrice, you, I mean, you ain't got to go do all that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it was a reckless process that by the grace of God we made. Here's the thing, David. It is better to be reckless with Jesus mm. than to be safe with the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, are you following me? Yeah. It, it, so, so in other words, I mean, you know, as coaches and trainers, and we, we want, you know, we want to help people do it right, right? I yeah. wish I had a Patrice Saguet or a David Robinson back then, right, to come alongside and walk, and walk me out. Now, I did have my mentor, but, but, but even him, he didn't understand what was going on with me, you know? <laughs> you know, he said, Patrice, you're going a little too far here. So I wish I had, my, I had a, a coach who understood what was happening with me, but I didn't. So today, people do have those resources, but even if you don't or can't afford it, just follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the three pillars that we talk about on this podcast are what it means to partner with God, what it means to profit with purpose, and then ultimately what it means to go beyond world-class and build a kingdom-class company. Right. And, and I know those are, those are all things that you are, you are well I'm I'm thankful for people like you and primarily you. If it weren't for you um, and your hard work and your history of you, I mean, you were pioneering biblical entrepreneurship before, before it was a thing. And I remember you telling the story about you, you were teaching a, teaching a business class with a Bible in one hand and a business book in the other. That's right. a curriculum <laughs> being built. And it's, it, I am so grateful for, the the work that you've done and the movement that you've done and i i think a lot of what a lot of what we look around and look at kingdom business and at marketplace ministry a lot of that has um um we've got you to you to thank for a lot of that um you've done you've done the hard work you've thought through it you've pulled the a lot of these principles out that um you've i mean um the the content of the biblical entrepreneurship course is by far the best best content when it comes to bible and business and bringing the two together that i've ever experienced and i've i've taken some courses and i've i've gotten a lot of training but you're you by far have done a tremendous amount to advancing the kingdom of god and bringing bringing that from um getting rid of the divide between sacred and secular and actually um make helping us realize that it, it's not sacred and secular. It's actually, actually sacred and sinful. So if it's not sinful, then it is sacred. Amen. And that's Amen. What, that's, and our businesses are sacred and Jesus is our partner. And we do, and we, we steward, we steward his businesses. Um, but 
getting into this, tell us a little bit about what biblical entrepreneurship is, and um, maybe share some share some of the some of the some of the key high the high points or some of the the juicy information that you guys it, give us a peek into some of the um, uh, the curriculum. Yeah. Well, first, David, thank you for your compliment. I do appreciate it. Uh, it is it's not going out of price, but it is, uh, we are grateful for what God has done through us. And it hasn't just been me. There was a team of people and a number of folks whose hold folder, whose, uh, whose shoulder upon which I stands. I do thank you for that. Uh, in terms of book entrepreneurship, so book entrepreneurship is, is essentially, it's a, it's a business discipleship course. And, and the way it's designed structure is, let me kind of take us a little back. I'm going to take your listeners kind of into our training certification to kind of give them kind of what we share, this is free of charge, what we kind of share with our trainers. And when we begin, we talk about this idea of the theology of business. And, and then I'm going to give you the, 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 the features. So the bedrock of the entrepreneurship is based on this, this framework, that, uh, that the four pillars of, 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 of theology and what we call business theology is that first, uh, God created the heaven and the earth and had a put a plan. Right, so that's the first assumption that Bill Gates makes that God has a plan. Therefore, He has a plan for business, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Bill Gates is about helping to understand God's plan for business, mm-hmm. right? The second pillar is that um, after God created the heaven and earth with a plan, the fall occurred. The fall, so sin happened. So, yep. what Bill Gates does, it, it attempts to help entrepreneurs understand how do you navigate in this sinful world? How mm-hmm. do you navigate in this? Post sin world, right? Where things decay, things break down, uh, entrepreneurs lose money, there's business failure, folks don't pay back loans, and all of that stuff that we got to deal with as humans, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have the, uh, the third pillar is uh, redemption. That in spite of the fall, Christ came to redeem, right? So, what biblical entrepreneurship does is attempt to help entrepreneurs understand. How, how do you uh, work out of redemption? How, how, do you rede- how, do you, how do you redeem business? How do you redeem the marketplace? And, and how do you um, really, uh, through Christ, uh, function in this broken world in a way that's with a redemptive purpose, mm. right? How do you treat a customer who is ungrateful? How do you treat an employee who's ungrateful? How do you treat an investor who's ungrateful? How do you treat a, a, a business person who you're investing in? Who's ungrateful? How do you approach all that with a redemptive prism? Because we, 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 all of us have fallen short and we've, and we've not always appreciated what Christ is and has done for us. And so the question becomes, how does he treat us and how do you treat others who act as we do with Christ? And, and tapping into that redemptive power of Christ. And by the way, also recognizing that in redemption, there's power. In spite of sin, Christ has has the blood of Jesus has the power to redeem. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth and final pillar is restoration, which is ultimately things will be restored again as it was once on creation, right? And so we operate our businesses with the hope and the expectation that there will be ultimate restoration, not, upon, not, not, not before Christ's coming, Right? But, but, but upon Christ's coming, he restored all things. So no matter how much issues I go through, no matter how difficult my situation, I have the hope of that restoration. There's a lot more in there. So mm-hmm. within that, 
the VE has three components. The first component is principles, where we help root people in, in, the, in, in the truth of God's word and give them the principles of how to do business based on the word of God. The next thing is practices, where we then give them the tools because we now you got to, okay, how do you, how do you look at finance from God's perspective? How do you look at marketing and sales from God's perspective? How do you look at planning? How do you look at research, management, investment, and, you know, international business? You know, how do you look at all of these things from a, from a typical NBA uh, course kind of material? How do you look at all of that from a Christ perspective with the context of the fall? I mean, of, the, of, of creation, the fall, uh, the, the redemption and, and, and restoration. And then the last component is planning. How do you now put together a, uh, a kingdom business plan that reflects uh, what you believe the principles, right? That reflects... Uh, you know, your call that reflects how you're going to build a, a, a viable business that will have a kingdom impact, right? That will help to, again, redeem the marketplace. So that's essentially what biblical entrepreneurship is. And of course, beyond training, we also go alongside and provide coaching that reinforces all of that and help them build business. Because we realize that training alone is not enough. We got to come alongside them coaching. And then of course, for those who qualify, we do provide them access to capital. Mm. Yeah. What I, what I love about what you've built with Nehemiah Project and, and guys, I, I want to, I want to kind of um, brag a little bit about Nehemiah Project because they, they have, um, they have created um, probably, I mean, it's by far the most complete from being able to take, from training to planning to coaching to education, mentoring, access to capital, and the network um, network that these um, that Patrice has and that their team has put together is absolutely amazing. Um, these guys are uh, Nehemiah Project and Patrice. What they what they have done um, to kind of create a um, a um, an environment or create a network or create um, what um, the, the ecosystem for being able to take your business and um, succeed to partner with God, to profit with a purpose and to build a kingdom class company. The ecosystem that they have created is, is the best in the, in the world um, that I've seen. And um, it's, it's, it's quite something um, especially when you, when you see it on display and you see it, um, all, all kind of, um, all working together. Um, you have Patrice, you have a, a an event coming up here, um, called Nehemiah week. Is that right? That's correct. What, tell us a little bit about what Nehemiah week is. Um, because I mean, I'm here actually looking at the page right now. Um, of all the different things, it's August nineteenth to the twenty fifth, and tell us a little bit about what Nehemiah Week is and what the what the purpose of Nehemiah Week is and and what it's uh, a week set aside each year for one single purpose: kingdom business, um, where you would connect with other entrepreneurs from around the world that are building kingdom companies. You would um, visit kingdom companies. You would learn about how to grow or enhance your kingdom business. You will see people raising capital. You will hear business plan competition of folks who just finishing the program who won in their countries. 
you will see people being awarded that has because of what they're doing in building a kingdom company you will you know you will hear speakers so so the way it works is so we do that every year rob robert this is key to our process because because it's a it's like a family reunion and it's like meeting new friends old friends and getting into this ecosystem so if you want to get into our ecosystem the best way to do it is at Nehemiah week because you know it's a week of like every time somebody comes at the first time at the end of the week like wow so it starts yeah. with monday where we have a kingdom business tour where we where we visit four companies that are operating from a kingdom perspective so that people can see and look under the hood as what does it look like to run a kingdom company mm. and then uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is our conference where people get a chance to be equipped on, on Tuesday. It's the focus that is on training where they learn, you know, about how to be trained and equipped to build a kingdom company and what tools do we have to help them hear testimony of those who've been trained and equipped. And then on, on, on Wednesday is uh, coaching where they learn what does it mean like to be coached and what are people who've been coached and, and, and so forth. So, and then on Thursday is access to capital. And they get to learn about that piece of it. And what does it mean to ask the capital? How do you do that? And who are those who've been who've been funded? And and how do you get funded? And then and and then on Friday is our international business plan competition, where they get a chance to hear. This year we have seven contenders, I believe, from from seven different countries that are competing for our, for our coveted prize of the international business plan competition. Last year Ukraine won. This year we'll see who's going to win. You have France, Madagascar. You know, Malaysia, uh, Canada, U.S., Mexico, all these countries competing. And then, um, and then, on, and then we also visit the Bible Museum this year uh, because we're going to be in D.C. We try to visit some, a feature of the city, and this year we're in the Bible Museum. If you do nothing else, come because the Bible Museum, you want to do that because it's a special treat. And then on Saturday is our, our, our banquet where we get a chance to celebrate what God has done, hear a speaker, and also raise money to scholarship entrepreneurs around the world. And then on Sunday is our worship service. We close with that. We start every morning with worship and a devotional time, and then we go into education. This year, our theme is business innovation, where everything, every speaker, everything's going to be around, how do you innovate your company from God's perspective for growth and for impact, right? That's what all this you're going to be talking about. You're going to hear examples of innovation. You're going to hear about how to innovate. So you're going to really leave the, leave the conference with an emphasis on innovation. Also, this year is special for us because it's our 20th anniversary. And so we're going to be doing a lot of recounting of how we came up, our journey, our story, and sharing testimony of what God has done throughout the years. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I love, I love the topic this year, innovation. That's, we've, I've seen, I had um, some of the, the purpose of the, the podcast is simply to tell the stories of what God is doing in business um, and what he's doing through, through entrepreneurs and how he's, um, how he's um, winning the hearts of men through business and through um, the, a battle that's fought on an economic front. But the, the spoils or the rewards of the battle is, is men and women um, devoted to God and who um, are in, come into his and adopted into his family. And one of the, one of my favorite stories on the podcast, um, this episode, let's see episode, I believe it's, uh, 19. No, it's episode 27. I'm sorry. Um, uh, where Vika Snell 
for those of you who heard the episode, you've, you've heard the story. It's, it's my favorite story to tell, but he basically, he goes in, he's a labor force lawyer and he goes in, he's from uh, South Africa, um, um, Port Elizabeth, South Africa. And he, he's a labor force lawyer and the, a company reached out to him and said, Hey, we need to retrench. We need to lay a, we need to basically close down the company. We've been losing money for years. It's been kept alive by a sister company. The profits of another company are keeping it alive because the owner cares about his employees. Um, But it was, it, um, through some changes in legislation over there, they, they had to, that profit was no longer available to keep the company alive and they had to shut the company down. And Vikas, he's driving to the boardroom and he's, he's, um, um, to talk to the owners of the company. And he says, he's, he says a quick prayer and he says, God, this is my personal, my professional opinion is the numbers say that they need to shut, but I don't want to tell, tell these people, I don't want to advise them to shut unless, unless that's what you want to do. And he felt God saying, why, why don't you ask them to give the company to me? And so he goes in he makes his, he makes his proposal and he's, he's talking about it. And he's, he says, my personal, my professional recommendation is that you guys shut. However, on the way over here, I believe God um, asked me to um, invite you to give the company over to him. And they said, well, um, um, they kind of figured out what that looked like. And they said, well, we, we can give him 30 days and then we're going to shut the company. Um, so <laughs> we'll give God 30 days to do what he wants and then, then we're going to shut. And what, the, what happened in that 30 days, they ended up putting, um, playing worship um, in, in the offices, they put scripture on their products. Um, they actually lost a customer who was, um, um, it was, a the, the company sells popcorn and one of the stores has a lot of Muslims. And he said, I can't put this product on cause it has, has scripture. And they said, well, we can't, we're not going to go back from that. This company is God's and, uh, we've made a decision kind of like, kind of like what you did with, um, um, going from, in the training and then went go all in with biblical entrepreneurship and that's exactly what they did and they said well we can't take it off you can you can take the stickers off our products or you can not purchase our products but the st- but we're going to send them with the stickers on there and um they went through a whole bunch of different states made made some bible studies available and one in the one the first or second week um God gave one of the owners an idea for innovation and um, he, he kind of put it together and he had no, no clue whether it was going to work or not, but he, he created a new product. And at the end of the month, um, everything that happened um, financially, they had their best, best month in their entire 16 year history. Um, And they, it ended up saving the company. Um, In addition to that, the, um, most, if not all, I believe of the staff either rededicated their lives to God or came to know, know Christ. There was people who were in relationships that ended up getting married and just a bunch of cool things that happened. But it, but the relating it back to the topic that you were talking about is that, that it came from innovation is that right. we have the gift, we have gifts of the spirit and we were able to hear from God and we're able to listen to him and take some of those ideas that he has for our company, for our companies and for the work that we do to innovate that. And a lot of times it, it can turn around a company completely um, as we saw it did in there. So mm-hmm. I love that topic. Innovation is something that's near and dear to my heart. And so um, I would, where can, where can our listeners go to learn about 
uh, Nehemiah Week and and everything that you guys have going on? Yeah, they'll have just go to NehemiahProject.org, uh, NehemiahProject.org, and there you learn about Nehemiah Week and all the activities. And by the way, Nehemiah Week—the reason we have an edition in Washington D.C. because we're going back to our birth city. That's where yeah. Nehemiah started. We're going back there as part of our 20th anniversary. So hopefully we'll see some of your listeners there. And uh, but but uh, either way, Robert, again, we we uh, we just so proud of you. Keep up the good work, and uh, let's see what the Lord does. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm glad to be able to have you, have you on and, and share, share what you guys do. And for those of you listening, I highly, highly, highly recommend you guys check, um, go to nehemiahproject.org. Um, check out what they have. The biblical entrepreneurship class is a, is an MBA accredited class. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the best, it's the best of the best. Um, when it comes to biblical, um, taking the Bible and business and partnering, putting it together and teaching what it means to do business God's way. Um, definitely recommend you do that. Listen to their podcast. What's the name of the podcast for those of you? Um, be, be, uh, biblical Instruction Marketplace Podcast. Okay. So actually right now, as you're listening to this podcast, just go ahead and go into the podcast app and look up yeah. Entrepreneurship Podcast. And and subscribe to it and listen listen to this listen to everything that the guys the these guys have so patrice thank you for coming on it's brother thank you so much have you it's been fun god bless you brother all right all right there you guys have it that is patrice sage and some of some of you may have noticed he calls me robert um that I'm really actually not sure why <laughs> he's done that ever since he he's met me. He goes back and forth between David and Robert. I'm assuming it's partially because of my last name is Robertson. And, um, but I've never asked him. Maybe I'll ask him next time I see him. I'll ask him at Nehemiah Week. Um, I'm going to do everything that I can, can do to be there. Um, I have family coming into town and leaving in town in the middle of that. So um, if I can swing it, I'm going to be there. If not, um, then I... uh, But hopefully, if I'm there, I will see some of you there. Go ahead and reach out to me, David, at thedavidrobertson.com, and let me know if that's something that you're interested in. Let me know if you have any questions, or let me know whatever whatever's on your heart. Let me know whatever's on your mind. Um, I'm going to give you, to end this show, normally we have a an outro, pre-recorded outro, a call to action. What I'm going to do is I'm going to close out this show by giving a... Um, a little audio snippet, a couple minutes long, about Nehemiah Week. All right, so I will go ahead and do that. And until next week, guys, as you listen to this, consider going. Listen in your heart to see if this is something that you you should be at. It's in Washington, D.C., August 19th through the 25th. So it, it, it is that week, um, seven days, full seven days, Monday through Sunday. Um, if it's something that you think you should be at, then I highly recommend it. I'm going to do everything I can to be there, and hopefully I will see you you guys there. So, But until next week, guys, God bless. I bless you to go be Christ in business. I bless you to partner with God, to profit with a purpose, and to go beyond world class to build a kingdom class company. God bless, guys. Go be Christ in business. Nehemiah Week is an annual event designed to 
equip entrepreneurs and leaders from around the world to inspire and to honor marketplace leaders for their accomplishments and what they're doing to model Christ in the marketplace. God is doing incredible things at Nehemiah Week. Ladies and gentlemen, God has called us to be a light for Him, to be an example for Him, to be a model for Him so that as others see us, not hear us, but see us, they can see a model of Christ. Yeah, each year at Nehemiah Week, we, we gather uh, the, the nations. Our vision is to transform the marketplace with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, one entrepreneur at a time. We have learned uh, to do business uh, in a godly way. Uh, and we'll actually spread this to our church as well. Through the course of Nehemiah Week includes information around um, principles of biblical entrepreneurship, so really looking at biblical economics. What we've learned this week is, is about training. Uh, Nehemiah uh, Project is about training and then coaching and then accessing capital. Nehemiah gave me a godly vision really impact the way that I see doing business. Nehemiah Week not only gives birth to new ideas, it connects us with resources and relationships that makes them possible. But what we want to do is not just affect here in the U.S. We want to take this curriculum all over the world. Whatever it is, the question is, what impact will this have on others? It's something that's going to change lives. So I'm ready to use whatever I have for the benefit of the kingdom of God. I believe that the nations are going to shape because of this week. Biblical entrepreneurship takes a stand to say we are going to be witnesses for Jesus Christ in the marketplace.